0: Seems like an ordinary food truck, but within are secrets more terrifying than the ingredients of the special sauce.
1: All right, I got the latest intel. Looks like Bigfoot and the Yeti are about to go public with the whereabouts of the Loch Ness Monster. Son of a bitch. Good thing
2: we infiltrated Food Truck Society, which is a front for Bigfoot and the Yeti, passing intelligence to each other about the Loch Ness Monster. Agent Ronnie, fries are done. If Bigfoot and the Yeti go public about to this monster, the Loch Ness monster, Scotland's gonna be swarmed with fishermen making jaws when they were all going to catch Jaws. We can't let that happen because Scotland is where the Knights Templar hid the Holy Grail, which we are so close to finding because of our undercover operation in the food truck.
1: Yeah, that sucks big time. Two orders of Hush Puppies and a grilled cheese on pumpernickel
0: Two agents, one food truck, and the fate of the world.
1: We've got 24 fucking hours to get to Scotland, and all the flights are sold out.
2: That's okay, we'll take the truck. To Scotland? The truck is doing red fitted with a hydrofollow submarine capabilities like a transformer. Besides, when the Yeti walks down below the snow line of the Himalayas, he turns into water, bro. We might be able to head him off before he gets to Scotland.
1: The Yeti's breached the hole. Almost dead. The truck's going down. Nah, this time, oil and water don't mix, you son of a bitch. Make fun. Give me that goddamn launch code. This is madness. <laughs> Thank you, Loch Ness Monster, for all you've done for the United States of America. You're a true patriot.
2: Yeah. You son of a bitch.
1: Where's the holy
2: grill? Only two agents can
0: wield the silver spatula against the breaded secrets of the deep-fried deep state.
2: Now that's what I call lunch. (laughs)
0: That's next time on Classified. Go ahead and have a cow. Don't have a cow. Don't have a cow. Go ahead and have a cow. Gag me with a spoon.
1: Don't own a cow. You don't like shove a cow out of your vagina. Don't give birth to a cow. Don't have a cow. Because I think that would be a stressful, make you agitated type thing. Don't have a cow. Go ahead and have a cow. Aaron, you know, like you've seen, if you seen all the Star Wars stuff, right? Uh, no, I haven't seen all of it. Did you say you saw Boba Fett? I actually didn't
2: finish that one.
1: You saw some of it. Yeah. Okay, so did you see the part? Any parts where he's like laying in that liquid? Um, I don't remember that. No, it's like he gets his life from it or something. Yeah, like he needs. To, it's always like it's always repairing his body and stuff because he, you know, took whatever damage in the Sarlacc pit. But, okay, so, did you see Rogue One? Oh, right.
2: He seemingly dies in Return of the Jedi.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But, no, but did you see Rogue One? Yeah. Okay, so, you know, there's, like, the scenes where Darth Vader's in that, like, white, milky shit. Yeah, I don't
2: remember that. <laughs> <Okay>.
1: <laughs> All right, so you're ruining my
2: fucking question, but. <laughs> I should have said, yeah, I remember that white milky shit.
1: <laughs> anyway, so in Return of the... I mean, in Empire Strikes Back, Luke is in... Remember when they save him from the Wampa? Yeah. And he's in that tank, or yeah. whatever? Well, that's the same stuff. But uh. as a kid, and all the way up, I, like, just until I started seeing this stuff... I thought that that was just warm bath water. Like, cause he was like frostbitten or cold or whatever. So they just put, gave him a warm bath. I didn't know that it was like repairing him. It was like medicinal or whatever.
2: Yeah. I feel like I, I kind of did assume that. Just I just like when I was in the shower. <laughs> well, I mean, water is magical.
1: Well, no, I was in the. I was like, it was a warm. I was like taking a nice warm shower. It's cold outside and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is nice. And then I'm like, that got me thinking about Luke in the tank. And I'm like, oh, that was never the thing. He was never just getting warm. They were repairing his injuries. I feel like my assumption was that it was because he was so
2: cold that yeah, it was like that was the quickest way to do it. But I also felt like it was also like you know I felt like it was like advanced water yeah it was somehow advanced water that would like cure you even more than regular water smart water yeah smart water
1: see I never thought of that and now it's like pretty much ruined my childhood just thinking (laughs) of it the other way Luke was a late bloomer Luke was a bitch (laughs) he was a bitch and then he got cool and then he turned back into a bitch
0: yeah what's with that guy he's got some issues
1: yeah he's a bitch (laughs) like daniel from karate kid just whining all the time he you know Daniel is the cause of everything. He was the cause of everything in Karate Kid, and then everyone's life goes to shit in Cobra Kai, and it's Daniel's fault. He gets everyone fight it. He could have just let the guy open a fucking karate dojo. He's trying to get his life back on track, and then Daniel has to interject and ruin the guy's life again.
2: You know, that is a good point. I feel like Luke and um, Daniel's son are kind of similar.
1: I feel like Daniel, you know, if he had just, he took the guy's girlfriend and then he got dumped by her because he's such a dork and he wears his pants up around his tits. So she dumped him for the quarterback or whatever at college and she could have just been with Johnny. Yeah. I mean, Luke didn't do any shit like that, but he still was kind of whiny in the beginning.
0: Well, and then he screws everything up later on with Han Solo's son. Yeah,
1: he kind of screwed everybody too, and it was whiny with his master.
0: Yeah, totally needy. Kylo Ren, totally needy.
1: They seem like rich, like
2: rich. I don't know, like spoiled, privileged white boys from like the West Coast.
1: Luke and Kylo Ren. Luke and Daniel. Oh yeah, yeah that's the funny thing. Like they, they were the poor, they were both poor came from, you know, Daniel came from New Jersey and, and, uh, Luke was a poor farmer or whatever. And then you think that that would make them humble or like, you know, the nice guys you want to root for, Yeah, but then they just make them complete whiny dinks. Like, I don't, I don't understand. Are they trying to redeem themselves from being so whiny? And then you're like, "Oh, that's nice. That's a nice story that Luke was was such a whiny bitch, but then he became cool for a while. And then Daniel just never became cool. Yeah, he he just he's
2: it's kind of funny in Cobra Kai, like what a dork he is.
1: But he's the he's like the successful one, so he's all successful. Yeah, Johnny's a loser. Yeah, because.
2: But it's because Daniel's, like, such a dork. Like, he's such a nerd that, yeah, that's what enables him to get rich. But I think it's a good point. I think it's bad writing.
0: Here's a take on that. Darth Vader in Star Wars Empire and Return of the Jedi is, he is power. He is force. He is darkness. He knows things. He is authority. He gets things done. He eliminates his obstacles. But Anakin in prequel episodes one, two, and three, is annoying, whiny, needy. He messes up all the time, which ends up in the ultimate mess up where he goes completely to the dark side.
1: Yep, like father, like son. Whiny (laughs) bitch. (laughs) I'm writing a movie. Are you
2: keeping budget in mind?
1: No. Should I? (laughs) No, I... It's limiting. I mean, two million. Basically, the it's the actors I want, and it's not even, it's not like even, you know, like Brad Pitt or something. I mean, just like people you've heard of before would cost all the money.
0: So is your movie, is your movie top secret?
1: It is right now. Okay. I get a... What? Huh? I don't want somebody stealing it. I'm super paranoid about that. Right. This is actually
2: what i would like to discuss one of the books that i read about screenwriting this guy has like a whole part where he's he's saying don't ever be afraid to tell your ideas to other people because even if they steal it they won't they won't be able to make it what you in your mind are gonna make it that's true I mean, I like the sentiment, but I also, I'm like, yeah, but what if it's like a, such a high concept idea that like, that's all that you, you know, like you could actually sell something that's like, it's just an idea.
1: Well, if it's, yeah. And if it's something unique that's never been done before and then, then he does it even if, it's, even if your concept's different, it's still a concept that's never been done before.
2: Right, so that, that, that could so be... If you've
1: a movie about sheep, it's has never been a movie about sheep, and he did it before you, then your movie's just the one that copied him, basically.
0: Can you think of any examples of a movie that if somebody else had made it, that it would have been... It still would have been big because the idea was so groundbreaking? Black sheep. So, like, Star Wars was an incredible movie but the story's been told hundreds of times before probably the special effects were a huge part of of what made it unique but also time place actors directing but the story itself wasn't necessarily a groundbreaking concept
2: oh oh, i mean but supposedly it was like uh he like he was really going for literal story i don't know
0: But do you know what I mean? Like if George Lucas had had told all his buddies what he was doing and several of them decided, I'm going to do that too. And they just made the same
2: movie. Yeah. He's like, but isn't it like part of it, like that he is, he's just telling like the classic story. Yeah. (laughs) Like he's, he's like, this is, yeah.
0: So maybe, maybe like a movie like Inception where it's so kind of all about these plot twists and the idea of all these levels of dream world if you stole that
1: are you talking about a movie that can't be done over or a movie <laughs> like a million that million anybody idea.
0: could do i'm i'm talking well aaron aaron was just saying how don't be afraid to share your ideas because nobody's going to make the same idea the same way and so my question is can you think of an example of a movie that the idea itself is groundbreaking and if anybody made it first they would be the ones who would reap all the rewards.
2: Yeah, which I I love that idea. So it's like the, you know, the idea of a million dollar idea. Because sometimes it's just that it's something that ended up being this franchise. But I really yet can't think of something that no matter who wrote it, would be, re- you know, it would be kind of the same movie. I don't know, I was thinking The Matrix, but then not really. Porky's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, it's weird when I think of movies. It's like you try to think of something that like reinvented the whole game, but it's not. It's kind of like Star Wars where it's like it's like this the art of, you know, just humans telling stories has been evolving for a long time.
0: Sometimes what's groundbreaking is new technology that comes along, right? And nobody has seen this kind of CGI before, and so it's it's incredibly impressive, but the story itself isn't the groundbreaking aspect right like avatar maybe
2: yeah i was i was thinking of avatar but it's also interesting to me to think that cgi made star wars look bad but for me the the first really big cgi movie well i don't know there's two for me i remember seeing jurassic park at in bangor and being like wow this is fucking crazy and then I remember a few years later in New York watching the first toy story and also like being kind of blown away. Like, you know what I mean? Realizing we might not even need actors in the future. Yeah. And then, yeah, then, then comes avatar. I guess there's a new avatar. Yep. Yeah. So, all right. What's your idea? Like, I'm, I mean, don't tell me your idea, but is it, is it really, it's something that's never been thought of before?
1: No, it's not like, I, I'm not making my own inception. I'm actually, I'm still in like the, I'm not even writing anything down yet. I'm still in the thinking phase, but <laughs> I just have ideas of like actors I want and certain scenes. That's what I come up with first. Yeah. It's the whole dialogue part that I have a issue with, I guess. That's my favorite part. But I can, I can figure out like scenes and cool things that I want to happen in the movie. I just got to figure out how the story to, you know, get to those certain things.
0: Yeah. I think that's a good strategy. If you have a sense of the cool, what makes the movie, this movie, those certain scenes or certain qualities or certain actors, then, then you have a, some sense of a vision.
1: I'm trying to think of a unique way to spin a story. That's been spun before, I guess. Yeah. Or haven't figured that out yet so that's
2: what i'm thinking of you guys I mean, seen the movie drive before right yes because that what you just said jason like just made me think of that like in a, in a way like the drive is just like it's, just, it's like a it's like a vibe it's just like a thought of a vibe and then you know you got to write the script but it's like yeah <laughs> it's, it's so you know what i mean it's like Once you have that in your mind, you're like, this is what I, this is just a a vibe. This is just a, that's it. And then you just do it.
0: Another one that strikes me that way is The Machinist.
2: Oh my God. Yeah.
0: Because there's not even, the story is sort of, there's not much to it. The whole movie is this vibe.
2: What the hell is going on? And for me, I took it personally because the whole time, especially the first time I watched that movie, I was like. This is what everybody thinks that I look like. Every time people call me skinny, <laughs> skinny throughout my life, they like think that this like it made me feel bad about being thin. <laughs> He's so ridiculously skinny. Yeah, we're talking about Christian Bale, right?
0: Yeah, and he was doing the Batman's
2: somewhere around there, right? Yeah, Ronnie, have you seen The Machinist? No, it's like so. I also, think okay, so he did he did dick where he plays dick cheney and he gained all that weight like for real and then he plays this movie the machinist where he's super skinny skinnier than matthew mcconaughey and what is it the hustle hustler whatever that movie is where he lost all that weight
1: oh the dallas buyers club yeah yeah exactly yeah he's
2: just so skinny yeah but that yeah that movie is it's like um like a fever
1: i'm trying to go to all my kids games so i don't know when yeah like but then he's got all these games that are like on islands that are like 70 minute ferry rides and i'm like "Ah, i'm probably not going to go to those oh peaks island i don't know where the hell he's going what is this basketball yeah cooper yeah he had this first game last night. is he dunk? so he started he's in sixth grade, and they only let sixth, it's the school is like all the way kindergarten to eight, but they only like like six to to eight graders play on the basketball team yeah and he started, so I was like, all right, you know they'll like they he started, and I figured they'd play they'd try to play everyone because there's like fifteen kids. He played the whole game. Wow! Until the end, and it, it, like they took him out with a few minutes left, and I'm like, "Oh my god!" Like, right on. I mean, he's good, but I, I was surprised that they kept him in the game that long. One being he's the youngest kid that's starting. Where do you think he's going to buy
2: a house for you when he's in the NBA?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't care as long as he buys me one. I say. I bought you that fucking hoop when you were one years old, so you owe me a house.
2: You seem like the kind of dad that would like reject the, the dunk.
1: <laughs> I was. When he's like yeah. one years old, you can really smash him right to the floor and intimidate him. Too. You did well. But see, now he's developed into what he is, you know, good player now because of all that swatting his ball halfway across the house making him cry
2: he was like in a like a little baby child seat and i hear daddy and i turn around and then ronnie's like what and he's like can you play that song that i like and then ronnie puts on this like fucking like just like fucking insane like like death metal or something (laughs) (laughs) and cooper's just kind of like bobbing his head like thanks
1: Did you do cross country the first year? Yeah. Boy, did I love cross country. <laughs> you didn't, but yeah, why'd you do it? Because <laughs> you, you guys did it. It was just like, so you could hang out. Yeah, you, you and James did it, so I was like, mm. I'm like i not going to have any friends on the soccer team. Although I did basketball, I didn't have any friends on basketball. Oh, did James play? Actually, James might have played basketball. I think he did it beginning. Yeah.
2: Remember that day that you got cheered? Like the whole school was chanting your name.
1: Yeah. Cause I was fucking rocking in the points. <laughs> I think you made one basket, but it was like,
2: <laughs> it was like the last, it was like the last game or something. And then they, they put you in and then you scored a point and like everybody was like chanting Ron, Ron. <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I scored know. six points. Well, you did.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, was I cool. told you I was on fucking fire. <laughs> I said, see, you should have been fucking starting me all year. You've- well, Jason, you would have loved this. Cause
2: I've, so I was in the band and it was sort of, it was like the last game, you know, it's like the last game. Ronnie's a senior. And it's like, they were, they're winning by a lot. So they, they're like, all right, finally you could get off the bench. <laughs> and then, yeah, well, he you started like-
1: because it was, it was a uh, start all the seniors.
2: Cause that was like the
1: tradition or something of the last game. Uh, but at some point, I mean, it, cut, it Honestly, it
2: started from the band. We just kind of got this whole like chant going for Ronnie's stellar basketball.
1: Yep. I should have kept playing me. I would have been a powerhouse. Except then right after that, I think I, I think that was the same night that I had. Um, we were at Kathy's house and I told her to punch me in the stomach. And <laughs> she did yeah then i had my appendix out like the next day <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i know that's so
2: i forgot about the punch part of it
1: because i was doing you know oh, i'm tough like i can harden up my stomach and it won't hurt me I she punched me more than once it was like a few times and i was like boom. and then the whole next day i was like in bed throwing up all day long and then finally my mom's like i'm gonna bring you in and they were like good thing you came in your appendix was about to burst Right. Hmm. I wonder if that was because she was punching
2: me. What if that's why they all happen?
1: <laughs> Maybe.
2: Because <laughs> what is that? I I think about it every once in a while, and then I'm like, oh yeah, that happened to my good friend. But like, what? If, why? I don't even know. Like, what's the? Sounds like some sort of clue to something. Like some like big secret to life. We have an organ we don't need. That sometimes explodes.
1: Yeah. (laughs) I got a story, Aaron. You reminded me of it last week. And like after we were done talking stuff, I thought of it. Um, I I might've told you the story. I don't remember. So it was your story about your dad that like made me remember this about him chase, like catching you on your bike. Oh yeah. So did I ever tell you the story about my mom when I threatened to run away? No. So well, I threatened to run away and I took my bike and I started riding down the road towards like the hill. Yeah. Yeah. So I got like halfway across that field, like that potato field that was like on the left. So it's probably like halfway in the middle of that. And my mom had ran and caught me on my bike, pulled me <laughs> off the bike, <laughs> and told me to take off all my clothes. And I was like, <laughs> why? She goes because all that stuff belongs to me. So I bought those clothes. <laughs> I bought that bike. So I want you to take it all. Out. If you're running away, I want you to take that off. <laughs> and give it back to me. And I was like, "All right, I'll just come home."
2: <laughs> you, 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 oh my god! Why didn't you just take it
1: off? I know you would have. You would have probably just got naked and just just started walking down the street.
2: I, seriously, that's why my parents would never try that on me, because they, they would already know that that wouldn't work. I'd be like, fine, I will.
1: Yeah. No, she knew. I'd fucking give into that. <laughs> that's hilarious. Why were you running away? I have no idea. I don't remember. I just remember doing it. And I remember her catching. I was like, "How the fuck did you catch me?
2: <laughs> You're so fast, Mom." <laughs>